Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The NBA's ruling on Nikola Jokic, a decision with enormous consequences on a series and on a season. The league's call. Also, Lakers Golden State tonight. Which Golden State will show up? Let's go. We know who's showing up for game four, though, Tony. Everyone's favorite official in the NBA. Oh, I got to look at the records. Scott Foster with LeBron. Scott Foster with Steph. An even series out of nowhere. Booker and Durant on a heater. Jokic's historic numbers, but we start with the position the NBA finds itself in today to suspend or not suspend Jokic for this right here with Suns owner Matt Ishbia. Rules on contact with fans, pretty specific in this league. As are rules of contact with players from spectators in courtside seats. Okogie going into the seats like he did. The ball and the way players feel like they can go get the ball and try to try to get in as quick as possible. And the league owner full-on fallback the way Ishbia did. <laughs> whatever the decision, whatever the precedent the league looks at or looks away from here, it's a moment that has enormous effect on this series and season. Around the horn to Frank Isola. How'd you see it? It's amazing. In a league where the players flop, now we have an owner flopping. You know, Matt Ishbia sent out a tweet today saying that he does not think that Nikola Jokic should be suspended. My only thing would be, what is he saying to Adam Silver behind the scenes? Is he saying, hang on a second, I paid $4 billion for a team and you're going to have one of your employees push me around like that? I don't think it raises to the level where he should be suspended. For me, that's not enough. And I think the Draymond Green situation kind of set the precedent here where the league made sure to mention they base some of this on history. Jokic's history is pretty good. That's why I don't think he should be suspended. David Dennis Jr. I hate this so much. Game three of between the Nuggets and the Suns was basketball nirvana. Mm. Shot making yeah, really off was. the charts. And it was being overshadowed by this owner who was acting like a clown in the sidelines, trying to hold the ball from a player and then flopping with the intent to impact the game and the series so we could be having this conversation about whether Jokic should be suspended or not. There's no way you could suspend Jokic. In fact, who you should be suspending is this owner who's acting like a, a joke on the sidelines. Get him out for the rest of the series. Woo! Courtney Croden, how'd you see it? I saw Matt Ishbia channeling some inner Chris Paul there, a legendary Hall of Fame flopper at that. But I'm with both David and Frank on this. You take a look at what happened in that moment. Ishbia is trying to make sure that Josh Okogie's okay, and it seemed like he was reluctant to give up the ball when Jokic came over and tried to grab it from him. That's not his call. He didn't get to hold up the action in that moment. Okay. So, what was the shoving match it was that was going on between the two of them? It's not a great look, but there should be no suspension for the player who was trying to get the ball and get back to work. At George Sedano. 
Tony, I'm curious to see how Tom Izzo feels about that flopping by his former player, Matt Ishbia, yesterday, because I don't know if Coach would approve of that, to be honest with you. Uh, look, this isn't baseball. You don't get to keep a souvenir, Tony. You have to give the ball back because the ball is in play. So let's start with that part of the equation. There should be no suspension for Jokic. This is silly. Uh, th this, to me, made no sense to even uh, – he got – look, he, it was adjudicated properly on the, on the court of play. He got a technical. End of story. Now, as far as the game, I'm with David on this. We got Devin Booker shooting 77% on jumpers in this series. We've got the Phoenix Suns getting blitzed by the Denver Nuggets on 29 possessions yesterday, and it completely backfired on them where they had the worst performance blitzing a screen uh, in playoff history. The, the Suns scored 1.5 points per possession on a blitz in that game. The Nuggets' defense, as Michael Malone pointed out at the end of that game, was a mess. They, their, their, their plan was a mess. Their execution was a mess. And the Suns deserve credit, including their bench, who was ridiculed prior Absolutely. To so let's talk about that for a second. I was told by a panel on Friday that this was going to be a sweep. Uh, I'll give you their mutes, just, you know, it, it, just to have it out said there. Frank Isola, though, a takeaway here in the way Phoenix has been able to get back into the series. Well, let's remember, without Chris Paul, they play a lot faster. Devin Booker has the ball in his hands all the time. Devin Booker, in the two games in Phoenix, was 34 of 43. That is hard to do in an empty gym all by yourself. Now, come on, 34 of 43, and Kevin Durant's going to be your second best player, and Michael Malone did the right thing. Let's let somebody else beat us. Guess what happened? Landry Shamit beat them. He was terrific in the fourth quarter. The big thing now, if you're going back to Denver, if Chris Paul plays, are you going to start him? Are you going to keep Devin Booker as the point guard? Because Booker was absolutely all right. Well, out. you're not just an observer. Coach for me right here. What's your call then? What are you doing there? I'm going to I'm still going to keep my starting line at the same way with Chris Paul in it, but I'm going to have Devin Booker play a lot of minutes, especially if Chris Paul isn't close to being 100 percent. Remember, the thin air of Denver, which everybody talks about all the time, could have an impact on the uh, on Phoenix as well. The thin air of Denver, the hot air of around the horn. Uh, David Dennis Jr., <laughs> your takeaway through four games in this series. Devin Booker is on an all-time heater. 35 points on 75% shooting in the last two games. That's never been done in playoff history. So is it sustainable is my next follow-up question. Sorry to interrupt. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Like, if you're Denver and Devin Booker keeps doing this, you shake his hand and say, hey, the best player on the court won that series. But Denver can do some things to offset some of this. That bench outscored theirs 40 points after scoring just four a couple, uh, a few uh, games ago. They could be able to do something to mitigate mm -hmm. that bench scoring that's, that's or double one of Booker or KD. But you cannot have Booker, KD, and the bench scoring like they scored down I'm the street. Talking stretch. about shaking hands and saying the best player won. Also, on the other side, Jokic is putting up 50 in the playoffs from the center position. The all-time list of centers who scored 50 in a playoff game, Will Chamberlain and now Nikola Jokic. I see that face, though, George. Why? What's on your mind? Uh, because I don't think that's their recipe for success, mm -hmm. Tony. I think their recipe for success is when Jokic gets the other guys involved. And not that he didn't try, but he clearly at some point realized, I got to put this on my back. But they're at their best when guys like KCP are hitting shots and Bruce Brown, Michael Porter Jr., they're, they're spreading the wealth, right? I think that's when the Denver Nuggets are their most dangerous, particularly on offense. And Courtney Crowe. 
we need to acknowledge the role that the Sun, the Suns role players mm -hmm. had in getting this series tied up at two apiece because they were non-existent the first two games and they were really non-existent in the first series against the Clippers. But Landry Shamit, taking a look at what he did in the fourth quarter, 14 of their 31 points, those back-to-back-to-back threes to give them a nine-point lead going into the final minutes of the fourth quarter. And I think it was Frank's point about when they're getting doubled, Kevin Durant and Devin Booker, who has been tremendous. You don't see many players going 79% from the field in a two-game stretch. When that happens, you've got to have willing shooters. you got to have people that also want to get to the rack as well. Mm. It's amazing what happened in that weekend. The two games going to Phoenix. Go pick a fight with Woody Page, Israel Gutierrez, Harry Lyles Jr. They said sweep. They said it was over. It's certainly not. Oh, we'll move wow. on. Sixers 116, Celtics 115. James Harden game part two. The shot making. The enormous game winning shots. Without both, Philly is swept out of this series. Instead, it is 2-2. And how Boston elected to play the end of regulation and the end of overtime. Not getting a shot off in time in overtime with a timeout in hand. What went wrong there, David? What's going on with Boston's end of game destruction again? Is that good Philly defense that turned the tide there? I want to start by, by talking about Philadelphia because they looked like they were panicking for a while there. P.J. Tucker got that huge offensive yeah. rebound and that three-point play. Talked, um, you know, gave Jokic, I mean, sorry, gave Embiid a pep talk, and they sort of right at the ship. James Harden, 33 for 53 in the wins after 5 for 28 in the losses. They pulled it together down the stretch. But Boston, what are you doing? How are so many of these end-of-game possessions ending up with the ball in Marcus Smart's hands when you have Tatum and Brown? there call some timeouts reset the plays they have given away too many games in these playoffs and they're extending a series where they should be up three -1. George talk to me about the end of regulation talk to me about the end of overtime gotta be a timeout there from Boston's perspective or are you all right with the way they played it out um Tony I I don't think they needed to call a timeout. If anything, I just think they need to go faster in those situations. Mm. Like, you can't just sit there right. and just waste time. you got to give yourself the opportunity to say, hey, what if we miss, right? Can we get an offensive rebound? If they get the rebound, can we foul them and then start playing the foul game? You can't just waste the clock down. you got to go within – I think they had 19 seconds when they grabbed the ball. you got to go within the first 10 seconds to give yourself a chance to extend the game. That, to me, is basketball 101. Right, Gasola? At the end of regulation, I have no problem with what they did. They got a wide open shot mm -hmm. by okay. Marcus Smart. But in overtime, first of all, why is Jalen Brown doubling on Embiid? If Embiid scores there, the game is tied. Now you go to double overtime. Plus, you're going to have the ball for a final possession. But George is 100% right. Once they started walking the ball up the court, Joe Mazzulla, who acknowledged today, should have called timeout. They went way too slow. Why would you go slow when you want to give yourself a chance? If you miss, you could extend the game by fouling because you still have another timeout. It made no sense why they went so slow in that final possession of overtime. Joe Mazzulla absolutely should have called the timeout. He admitted it today. And, Courtney, your view of this? Is this just uh, second-guessing hindsight 2020 from Sedano and Isola? No, because Joe Mazzula did say himself that you could have gotten the two for one or maybe even an extra possession there and why yep. he should have called the timeout. But the bigger issue is Jalen Brown. The fact that he had three shots in a three-quarter stretch, no shots in overtime. And what Marcus Smart has said about this offense, he called it random. That's not exactly a ringing endorsement, Tony. And when you have your role players, I don't mind the look. I do not mind the look, the open look that he had. We know that Jason Tatum got doubled on the baseline, and, and it was a little too late to get the ball to Marcus Smart 
to get the shot off. But when you have your role players not deferring to your two stars and a not very aggressive Jalen Brown, who has been the most consistent player in the series, but not the go-to player, that's a problem for the Boston Celtics. Isn't that the critique last year before that break they had in the middle of the season where they turned it on and made the run to the finals? Frank Isola, who's got the edge in the series now? I still think it's Boston. I understand they're seven and eight in their last 15 home playoff games, but when the playoffs started top to bottom, they have the best talent. They still have the George best. George Dano talent. edge in the series. I still like the Celtics. And Bede is still working his way back into this series. He played 46 minutes with one day's rest coming up. I still like the he Celtics to win seven. at the end of that game, right? And David yeah. Dennis Jr. after the horn. A lot of passing. Um, yeah, I'm edging the Celtics. And B looks like he's working himself into it. Harden is a little bit inconsistent still. Celtics have home I'll court. I'll take the inconsistency of every other game. You're dropping 42. Courtney Corona at edge of the series. Celtics are more talented. They can win this series, but this iteration would not beat a Miami team if they faced them in the Eastern Conference James Finals. James Harden. Whoa. Oh, so we're already looking ahead uh, for the Heat in the Finals. Wow. And the wig. The wig from If Jordan. they face I don't the Heat. I don't want something to be unsaid Eastern here. James Harden before the game with the survivor from the Michigan State shooting, John Howe. We were talking about this before. When, now, David, you were saying for him to have the 42-8-9 is an unreal game, but this was a real moment. Yeah, to do this in front of somebody who he kept in touch with, heard was a fan, who survived a mass shooting in February. This is as much of a legacy builder of James Harden as a man as, as the game was of the player on the Thank court. Thank you for that. Harden's a good guy. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guarantee Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Welcome back to Around the Horn, coming to you from the seaport. Brought to you by Patron. Perfection starts with Patron. Lakers Warriors. Game four tonight. L.A. up 2-1 after the blowout in game three. Reading Dave McMenamin today on how some Lakers fans are calling Anthony Davis, AD, alternate days because of his inconsistency this postseason. Alternatively, the Warriors' inconsistency from game to game and quarter to quarter is startling, and that's why they need a win tonight to prevent going down 3-1. And speaking of consistency, as George alluded to before, Scott Foster on the floor tonight, and both teams wondering what that's going to be for them. George, what do you buy? What do you sell this evening? 
Tony, I'm buying the Warriors tying this thing up tonight. After they've lost a game in the playoffs by 20 points or more in the Steve Kerr era, they win the next game by an average of 10 points. And there's a lot of uh, examples of that over the years. So I'm buying the Warriors. Also with AD, real quick on that. Guys, he's played against the Defensive Player of the Year in the first series and a two-time Defensive Player of the Year in the second series. Yes, there's some inconsistency, but give the other guys some credit, too. Cordy Cronin. I'm buying that Steve Kerr is going to be changing his lineup. Jermichael Green went 0 for 3 in Game 3. That wasn't the only deficiency there, but that's probably a spot for Kavon Looney to get back. And also, Andrew Wiggins is the X factor in this series. I know going in we were talking a lot about Steph versus LeBron, but the way that he's able to open things up elsewhere and the contributions he's able to bring if he just attacks the offensive glass, create more pick-and-roll opportunities, I think the Warriors will tie it up in L.A. Jr. I'm buying the Warriors as well. There's been a lot of discussion about how AD has been blowing everything up in the paint defensively against the Warriors, but still the Warriors have been had the second best shot quality of any series in the playoffs against these Lakers. What they have to do is figure out how to solve some of these road problems that they've had. They were negative 20 on fouls. They were um, 19 turnovers of 27 points. But when their back's against the wall, they seem to shore up their road performance like they did against the Kings. I expect to see that. Well, you uh, expect this, to see uh, it tonight. Once again, here we have a panel about to be unanimous, I bet. Frank, just talk to me about this series for a second because as much drama there was going in, we have a 30-point game, we have a 27-point game, wild swings here in consistency on players and teams. And I get it. You know, the Warriors did go on the road and won a game five and a game seven against Sacramento. A little bit different against the Lakers. This is still a team that only won 11 road games. And I just want to remind George that Anthony Davis is a top 75 player. So us wondering why he can't be consistent for two games in a row is not being unfair to him. That said, they are six. They are six and three with him in the playoffs. Wait, you have the Lakers tonight? The then? Is, so that, is that what I'm getting from you? Lakers 100%. tonight to go up 3-1. Ice, the only on the island, or the Isola, as I would say. We'll move on. Heat, Knicks, game four. Knicks offense disappeared in game three. Butler out of bio. Certainly something to do with that, right? Frank, buy or sell the Knicks being able to figure something out tonight on offense, take tonight and even this series in Miami. I'm going to let George have his moment here. If Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle are going to shoot 11 for 35 and score 30 points. They have no of shot course. of winning. Yeah. Outside shooting was an issue all season long with the New York Knicks, and Emmanuel quickly now is listed as doubtful, probably not going to play. They have to knock down shots. I think Jalen Brunson have a big game, but he definitely is injured. That He's not letting on. The Knicks are not letting on how serious that is. Right. This is. series is coming down to who wraps the ankles best. George, what's that face? Please. I mean, Jalen Brunson is injured. Jimmy Butler's ankle looked like a baseball after game yeah, one. Yeah, he missed what the game. Jalen Brunson here? keeps playing. Uh, you had Come your on. chance. You had your chance. Come on. What are we doing? Listen, Tony, the reality is Eric Spolster is running a master class here on adjustments. They're missing Tyler Hero. They're missing Victor Oladipo. Jimmy Butler's on one leg, and they're running circles around the Knicks. And by, by the way, what can you expect from Julius Randle? I don't know. He's never shot better than 44% in a playoff game in his career. So I wouldn't expect much true? more from Julius Randle. Wow. Frank, I'll let you get back in right here because you're making faces. What George is talking. You don't think Miami deserves any credit in the series? A hundred percent they do. They've been outstanding. Okay. They've, they've always been well coached. But he makes it seem like they have no players out there. They have Jimmy Butler. They have Bam. They didn't have Butler they're two games ago. Good. They won they, the game, Frank. Uh, they, Cordy they had in the last game. Two all-stars they have. Cordy. 
The Knicks are getting outworked right now. The fact that they don't have that many transition opportunities is because they're not forcing the Heat to turn the ball over as much as maybe they did against Cleveland. And they have offensive issues. We know the 86 points was a season low for them, or lowest by any team in the playoffs so far. But frankly, I don't know about like where this defensive intensity went from the Knicks that they built this identity upon. And I don't know if they're going to be able to see it again if they don't David win tonight. Dennis Jr. I'm selling the Knicks. They, they welcome to the playoffs, the second round. You got to ramp up the intensity, which they have ramp not done. Up. They were dominating Cleveland and on the on the board. They were dominating them defensively, and they're not doing. They had 18 uh, second chance points per game in the first round. They gave up 18 second chance points to Miami. They were outscored by 14 in the paint. They're looking like a team that's playing regular season basketball, and the Heat are playing playoff basketball, and they cannot catch up. Wow, a lot of takes there, and that's a quick horn. We'll see what happens in the showdown with Sedano and I saw They've been going at it pretty hard. Thanks for your time today, Courtney and David Dennis Jr. New York versus Miami, who happens to be in L.A. at the moment. Game four. Showdown next. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Lunacy on the ice this weekend. Devils scored eight to drill the Hurricanes. Cracking seven to beat the Stars. Oilers put up five on Saturday over Vegas. And then there was Florida, like always. Comeback Cats, cool, calm, collected. OT winner, up 3-0 on Toronto. Frank, what was the biggest win of them all? Well, Leon Dreisaitl is an absolute freak, but the biggest one is the Devils. They needed to win this game. And how about Jack Hughes with two goals, his 19-year-old brother Luke Hughes, who started the year at University of Michigan, getting two assists in only his third professional hockey mm. game. Pretty George? impressive. Tony, this is easy. This is about the Panthers. They've won six straight. They've never won six straight in the playoffs in franchise history. They won the President's Trophy last year, revamped their entire team, and here they are as one of the worst teams in the playoff seeding to get in and win six straight, beating the, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Get out of here. How much higher? How much higher can you? You started this. This is about the bad, the bad, the bad, the bad, the bad. Wow. The vocal register in Sedano gets them the point. We'll move on. Bronny James' commitment to the University of Southern California. George, what does it mean for Bronny? What does it mean for the Trojans? What does it mean for LeBron? What does it mean for the NBA? What it means for Bronny is he gets a coach in Andy Enfield who's put some guys in the NBA, including Evan Mobley, and they've had recent success in the postseason tournament. And for LeBron and Bronny, as a family, they get to watch each other at home. That's a cool thing for them to still be just down the street from each other when they play. Nice. Uh, it, it's incredible. Well, I, it's not normal, though. It's not like he's going to get a biology roommate from Bethesda, Maryland. He, he's going to be there to play basketball. But his father wants him to be in the NBA. 
what if the kid wants to stay for a couple years at college? He's making crazy money, and here's the thing. He might actually enjoy college. So maybe to be two or three years. Bronny, enjoy yourself. It was wonderful hearing he was the first member of the James extended family or this family to go to college. That's amazing. I just hope LeBron's dream is wonderful that he plays the NBA with his son. I hope Bronny's right. dream, whatever it is, is the one he seeks out too. We'll split the point. We'll get FaceTime to George Sedano. Thank you, Tony. After a day and weekend of watching sports, you got to find a way to unwind. And the way I unwind and Mrs. Sedano unwind is watching these home improvement shows. And the goats of the home improvement shows, I know this is going to be a hot take. People are going to get mad at me. Fixer Upper. Chip and Joanna are the king and queen of Fixer Upper home improvement shows. Sorry to the Property Brothers. Sorry to the El Musas and their extended family. Chip and Joanna, I can watch that rabbit hole all night long after the games are over, Tony. I, I was not expecting that. It's a FaceTime. Thank you. Yes, okay. He's looking for Anybody free else want to get some home improvement in there? I'm not familiar with their oeuvre, but well done, George. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.